tonight, we're going to go a little further. If you can say it, you will see it. How many of us believe that? By the way we behave, many times we don't act like we believe it. But this is such a law of what the New Ages would call a law of the universe. The way look up manifestors from manifesto. What what does the Urban Dictionary say about this? I'm so fascinated by this because this stuff has been in the Bible for over two thousand years. Christians have overlooked it, but now the New Agers, the gurus, the positive thinkers, the law of attraction people have picked it up. Come on up here, Dwayne. That's the only thing I didn't get to do. I wanted to do. Yes, sir. Manifestors are the initiators of the world and get new things started. They are naturally innovative and future-oriented and can start big movements. Manifestors thrive with freedom and autonomy. One of the worst things for manifestors is to be an overly controlled micromanaged environment. No, no, no. It's something else. Look up. Look up. Uh, did you look up the Urban Dictionary? Look at the Urban Dictionary. I think you're going to find something else. But these people are basically saying that if they can imagine it, if they can say it, it will happen. Have y'all heard about this? Church people should be known for this. Turn on all the lights, please. Church people should be known for this, yes? But we're not known for this. Last person I heard talk about it was Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre talked about manifesting. I heard some guy who was kind of, um, you know, he didn't seem like he liked women. Uh, he was talking to Yolanda Adams in an interview, interviewing her. He said, are you a manifester? So the world has picked up this idea of being a manifester, but we haven't. And y'all, it's been in the Bible the whole time. How many of y'all know that there are laws, universal laws, that were on the planet? You got it know? Does it go along with what we're talking about? If it don't go along with what we're talking about, don't read it. Okay. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. A term used by subliminal users meaning to hope for a desire until it comes true using what they say, the law of attraction. They say, uh, get the other one, using your inner light energy to make something come to life, usually done with three or more people. They kind of bite out the Bible with that one. Um, and then they use the wish for something, made it happen, made something real, wish for something, and it ended up happening. I wanted a dog, as an example, and I manifested it, and finally, I have a dog now. Okay, so, thank you. Uh, so, y'all, these people um, are tapping into power. Now, some people say, well, it's demonic power. No, it is a universal law. I want to ask you, how many of y'all have flown planes? How many of y'all have flown this year? More than once. Okay. Frequent flyer. So I'm a frequent flyer. I fly a lot. And y'all, I get on the plane, and it's great when it's first class. Amen. I got enough room. People ain't all up on me and coming back on the chair. Y'all, I get on that plane. I fall asleep almost immediately because flying is not a miracle to me. Now, we go back 100 years, go back to 1923, or we go to 1823, um, and somebody saw somebody flying, would they call that a miracle or what? Yes. 
Now, here's the deal. When God created the universe, when God created the world, was the law of aerodynamics already here? Were the laws of thrust and lift already here? Yes! They were already here, and therefore, um, men could have flown a long time ago. There were other things that needed to be discovered, right? Like what? To make this go? Anybody know? Come on, we got thinkers in the room. Come on, what y'all think? This is Bible study. This is school. What, what else before they could get to thrust and lift? What, what else? Huh? No, what else did they have to discover? Huh? Electricity? Fuel? Fuel? We already talked about that. Fuel? Fuel? You can't fly without the fuel? We found an e-plane yet? Have they did the e-planes yet? Electrical planes? I wouldn't trust it. God. Let me get out there, the battery go out. Our president blesses darling heart. Amen. No fracking, no drilling. Y'all, how in the world we gonna get from place to place? Somebody say amen. You need fuel. Alright? You need the, 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 the invention of um, automotives and motors and and propellers and all of that all that stuff, right? That go along with it. But y'all, the laws of aerodynamic that would cause something to fly, no matter how big it is, y'all. No matter how big it is, I can get I can get a, a little toy plane and make it fly in here. You can get a plane as big as a house and make it fly. You can take a plane as big as a little hospital. We we flew in one to Hawaii. It had six doors to it. It was so huge. They had planes, Mama. You remember in the 1980s, the jumbo jet had two stories on the plane. It was so big. Y'all don't know nothing about that, right? You remember jumbo jet? 747s and stuff? Y'all, you could go upstairs, get a buffet, drink, whatever, lounge around. It don't matter how small the plane, how big the plane is. It will fly because of the laws of aerodynamics. Yes? But Christian people, we spooky. Oh, that must be the devil. I can see us back in the 1800s. Oh, that's the devil. No, it's not the devil. Anything that's powerful, anything we can't explain, what Stephen wanted to say. When you believe in things that you don't understand, you suffer superstition. So we get superstitious about everything. Now my wife, she's so holy. She was back there in 1800. I ain't getting on no, ooh, that's the devil. She wouldn't have got on no plane unless she had a revelation. Anything new. But y'all, those laws were already there. Is this true or not? They already worked. When I get on the plane, I'm not amazed by the fact that it takes off. I'm not amazed by the fact that it lands. I've, I've flown hundreds of times. I don't know. By now, I'm just used to it. The pilot don't walk out of the cockpit going, whoa. Because he knows the laws. Everybody say he knows the laws. Everybody say he knows the laws. The laws that I'm talking about the last three times and tonight, y'all, hardly anybody, especially in the church, where God was the one that created it. God was the one that created it. Especially in the church even believes what I'm saying. Matter of fact, there are whole sections of Christianity that makes fun of what we're talking about. Oh, y'all the name it, claim it group. Y'all the blab it, grab it group. All that stuff. Oh, you think God is a genie in a bottle. Y'all, God doesn't have to be a genie in a bottle because he created laws for us to get whatever it is that we're believing for, that we need in this world, he did it. Come on, somebody. God doesn't have, God not looking at emails every night trying to see which prayer he's going to answer or not. Somebody say amen. It's according to our, it's according to our, it's according to our, 
So there's another doctrine that we always push on. We always do it. I do it because there's new people always come to our church. This concept that God is in full control of everything and anything and everything that happens is God's will and therefore we must acquiesce to God's will because whatever God wants to happen will happen. This is not true. We, we can go to scripture. The Bible says God is not willing. We say whatever God's will is going to happen, right? It got, the Bible says God is not willing that any should perish. So what is God's will? That all, the next scripture says his will is that all come to repentance. But are all coming to repentance? No. So God's will doesn't always happen. He's left things to men to decide. Somebody say amen. Now, y'all, I think I married the best woman I could have married. But, y'all, how many of y'all know there was some scallywags hanging around? And if I had to walk down the aisle and say, I do, to the wrong woman, was God in control of that? Absolutely not. That was my decision. Somebody say amen. Now, when it comes to the law of confession, amen, it's our choice, number one, to discover the law. And at the beginning, you should be wild because it does work. But to get acquainted with this law and then wield it and use the law to advance the kingdom. There's hardly anything that you see was done in the Bible without somebody saying something first. What does the prophets do? They come and do what? They say what does say the Lord. How did David kill Goliath? Anybody remember? Huh? Oh, good. Y'all good trained church. Because most people say, oh, we're a slingshot and a stone. No, before he ever picked up the sling and the stone, what did he say? He spoke to Goliath. He said, he said, I will serve your carcass to the, to the, to the wild beasts of the field this day or something like that. And Goliath is talking junk. He's like, man, you're going to be, you're going to be bread. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting ready to kill you. You know, your little thing came out to me. And David started talking junk. Y'all remember Muhammad Ali? You know the most fascinating thing about him? was before he threw a punch, he would tell a man, what round I'm going to knock you out in. And so often, he knocked you out in that round. How, did he, how was he able to predict it? He didn't predict it, y'all. He spoke it. Do you see what I'm saying? Some of y'all think that people are predictors even psychics. Oh, how did they know that was going to happen? They didn't. They spoke it over you. You paid your money to believe it. Somebody say amen. And so you believed it, and then it happened. And they're like, wow, that's magic. No, it's not. It's the law of confession. Somebody say amen. Is this good already? All right. Y'all, all I needed was 45 minutes. Since y'all gave me an hour, I guess I'll take it. Remember I told y'all? All right. So listen. Let's go there tonight. I got so much to say tonight. Let's go to this scripture. The power of life and death is in the tongue. Y'all remember that one? Where is that from? Let's go. Proverbs 18, 21. Thank you, bro. I always quote it wrong. I don't know why. I always put life first. But it actually says the power of death and life. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. 
We've gone over this so much. Elvis Presley said, I, will, I, 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 won't, I won't live past my mother's age. He died at the very, almost to the date, his mother died and died at that same age. My mom's uh, brother, J.L. was your head brother, had a son. He said, one day I'm going to kill my dad, I'm going to kill myself. He kept saying it. He said it over and over and over and over. This is back in the 80s, wasn't it? Black people weren't doing that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? And he kept saying it over and over and over. And one day, did he do it, Mom? He killed his dad, he killed himself. The power of death and life are in the tongue. This is a universal law. Okay? On every witch movie, what do they do? How do you cast a spell? You say it. This is a universal law. Somebody say amen. So you, we've got to learn to watch what we say, but also we got to learn to believe what we say. This is the, this is the problem. We say a bunch of nonsensical stuff. We say a bunch of stuff that we don't believe. We lie a lot. People lie. People don't lie. People lie a lot. So not only don't you don't believe what you say, nobody believes what you say. What did Jesus say? I am the way, the come on, men, when we when somebody's a great athlete, what we say? Hear the truth. What does that mean? He performs. Right? What he said he's gonna do, that's what they're gonna do. Musicians, what we say? They bad, man. He the truth. Right? Somebody's good at what they do, we say they the truth. Somebody say amen. So we've got to learn to be one with our word. Now, this is so important. I'll tell you, if I could be on this for two years and teach Christians just one thing. Y'all, you've got to learn to keep your word. If you say you're going to do it, you got to do it. Why is it so quiet on this point? He distressed his own hurt. Where's that from? Psalms 15 and 4. Let's go there. See, we undermine, we undermine these laws. You can do things to undermine the law of aerodynamics, thrust and lift, right? You go too slow, you your wings are not shaped a certain way or whatever. So you can undermine these laws. And so many people say, I tried that sanity stuff. I tried that confession stuff. It doesn't work. There are reasons why it might not work. Okay? Listen to, listen to the last line, the B portion of this. He that swears to his own hurt and changes not. If I said I'm going to do it, even if it hurts me to do it, I got to do it. Does that hear me? Now, I'm not perfect on this. I'm not. But I'll tell you how extreme I've been on this. We had a house. We had a contract before COVID. It was going to end in 2020 during COVID. The contract on the house I was selling was $75,000. I was going to sell the house. Okay? I was selling it to somebody who was not a legal citizen yet. They still in the process trying to get the citizenship, whatnot. And then COVID happened. During COVID, that house appreciated 
$150,000. So now the house is worth how much? Huh? $225,000. Somewhere in between that. $195,000 to $225,000. And guess what, caller? Because all the, everybody was closed, the contract ran out. So the contract ran out. Now they say, oh, that's a blessing. Look what God did. So now I can up the price to 200000 right? No, because he that swears to his own hurt. I made a promise. Come on, somebody. I made a promise, and it wasn't his fault that the contract ran out. We're in COVID. Now, if he had did something to breach the contract, that's a whole nother thing. He did nothing to breach the contract. Somebody say amen. So now it's time to go close. Now everything's opening back up. We passed the deadline. What did I do, Alondra? I went in there, and I thought about it too, because I could have kind of strong-armed them to at least give me fifty, sixty thousand more dollars. Somebody say amen. Then he'll be legal anyway. He'd already put all this money down. Hello. A lot of people would have done that. But this scripture came back to my spirit. Oh God. Can y'all keep scriptures up there, please? This scripture came back and said, He that swear to his own hurt and change not. That means I made a promise to that man. That man did nothing to breach that contract. Even though the house was worth 225000 I'm still going to sell it to him for 75000 because I got to keep my word. Now, I know that keeping my word is also attached to me speaking things and causing those things to come to pass. Now, here's what I know. If I wouldn't have kept that my promise on the 75000 we wouldn't be in this church at 1.3 me. Come on, somebody. My words wouldn't have came to pass because my soul would have known that I make promises, that I say things that have no power, and I don't keep what I say. So you've got to learn, number one, to stop making a lot of promises. But if you say I'm going to do it, I'm going to be at church tomorrow. Then what do you have to do? You got to be in church tomorrow. But here's what we do. It's still, it's complicated. Because I said I'm going to be there. But now I wake up, my sister, I don't feel like going. What does feeling have to do with it? What did you say? Come on, somebody. Man, it's pouring down. Did you say I'll be there if it's not pouring down? Come on, somebody. Now we give, we give ourselves so many options. And y'all, I, I don't give myself options. If I said, come on, somebody. It's getting quiet in this presentation. If I said, come on, somebody. I got to do it. Do y'all hear me? And y'all, my words come back to me. They come back to me. And they disturbed me in the night. So before before we left to go to North Carolina, your dad's birthday is August 1st. August 1st. I told him, I said, man, I'm going to bring you a Christmas $100 bill. I did go back over there. I didn't have a $100 bill. And so it's been, we in September now for your birthday. And last night, I didn't have to remember it. I didn't have to have an alarm in my, in my, in my phone to remind me, those words came back because I'm conditioning my spirit to keep my words. So yesterday, we were doing something. I said, I got to get over to your dad's house and give him that $100 bill. Why? Because I... And y'all, we say stuff, then we try to act like we forgot. You didn't forget. Your soul didn't forget. Your spirit didn't forget. And then we wonder why confession and manifesting and all that stuff, it don't work for it. Well, I tried that. It don't work because you're a liar. Come on, somebody. 
Because you don't keep your promises. Because you just say things willy-nilly. Why is everybody quiet? Go to Mark 11, 23. Y'all, this is a law. This is a law. And y'all, I'll be doggone if Jay-Z and Dr. Dre and Alicia Keys gonna use this law when God gave it to me. Let's look at it. It says, for whosoever shall what? Okay. Verily I say unto you, I'm not, we're not gonna count that one. But, but now he said, whosoever shall what? Everybody say one time. Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, and, shall, and, and, and tell it to be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he, what? Saith, that's the second time, shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever, what? He said. That's three times. How many times do you see believing that? Huh? Once. So many people, I'm believing, I'm believing, I'm believing, I'm believing, I'm believing, I'm believing. But Jesus talked about sin three times more than he did to believe in. Because what you say is very important. Now watch this last phrase. It said, but shall believe those things which he said. Believe those things which he said. I often thought it was talking about what God says. When I first read this, oh, and somebody said, well, who's the he? Oh, that's God. You got to believe those things that God said. Is that what he's talking about? No, he's talking about the whosoever. So that's why it works for anybody. You don't have to be saved. You don't have to be born again. You don't have to be spirit filled. You don't have to be a church goer. He said whosoever, right? John 3, 16, what does it say? For God so loved the world that whosoever. That means anybody, right? Yeah. Anybody can work this principle. Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but believe those things which he said. How do you get to believe in those things that you say? Well, number one, you stop saying stuff you don't believe. Number two, what you say, you perform and you do. Somebody say amen. How many of us could uh, correct up on some of that? Amen. If you say it, you got to do it. And stop saying stuff you don't believe. Man, that scared me half to death. Did it, did it scare you half to death? So don't say that stuff. Somebody say amen. All right. So it's a law. It's a law. I want to show it to you again. Look, look um, in that same chapter right there. You'll notice Jesus was never astonished when he said something. But other people always was. Because Jesus knew the laws. It's like a pilot, you know, we flying for, how many hours is that? 17 hours, 16? Flying to Hawaii. We fly, I mean, we in the air for that long. That's kind of amazing. Over a body of water. And um, the pilot's not amazed. That was kind of amazing to me. He's not amazed because he does it every day and he knows the laws. Somebody say amen. Jesus was never amazed. How could he do this? Because he was God? No. He was working the laws that anybody could work. And we're going to show it to you one more time. Let's look at it. Are y'all with me tonight? <clears throat> look at... um. Mark, let's, same chapter, let's go to verse 12. And on the morrow when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry. Who was hungry? Who? Who? Just say what everybody else said. Who? Right. He was hungry, and seeing a fig tree afar off, having leaves, he came to it, if perhaps he might find anything thereon. He didn't know. He didn't know. He had suspended all his godly attributes, omniscience, all that stuff. God knows everything. But Jesus, so that he could experience his life as a man, entered himself of all of that, 
And he experienced life as an anointed man. Operating, here's a little deeper for you new people, operating under and with the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. Everything Jesus did, he either did it by faith or he did it operating by one of the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, which are listed in where? First, everybody say First Corinthians. What chapter? Twelve. First Corinthians twelve. Write it down. Everything Jesus did, he did it under the anointing. That's why he was baptized in the Holy Ghost when he came out the water. Are y'all following me? Is this too deep for y'all tonight? Y'all are acting excited about this. This is so good. This is good tonight. Amen? All right. So Jesus didn't know if he could get something from the tree. It said if perhaps he might find something. That word happily means perhaps. He might find anything around. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves for the time of things was not yet. Now, next verse. Look what happens. Jesus answered, talked to the tree, and said, No man eat the fruit of the there. No man eat fruit of the hereafter forever. And his disciples heard it. What did he do? He said something. He didn't stand at the tree like this. And see, that's how a lot of us try to believe. Don't be afraid. All you got to do is speak to fear. Fear, I command you to leave me right now in Jesus' name. It'll go. Stop white-knuckling it, trying to get through everything on the inside. You better open up your mouth. Somebody say amen. Let everything that have breath. You better say something. I know I came from the Methodist church, the Presbyterian church, the Episcopalian church, the Catholic church, where there's all choir. But the Bible says, let everything that have breath praise the Lord. It says, make a joyful. Let me hear you, Mason. You got to open your mouth. He opened his mouth and said, No man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. Turned his back and walked away. Never to come back to it again. Y'all see this? But watch what happens. It's a law. Jesus knew it. Look at Peter. Verse 20 of the same chapter. And in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree. This is the disciples. Dried up from the roots. And Peter called and remember said to them, Master, behold, the fig tree which you curse is withered away. Peter is surprised. How, how in the world were you able to do this? Did he say because I'm God? Because I'm the Messiah? What did he say? Look at 22. And Jesus answered unto him, he said, have faith in God. The literal translation is have the faith of God or have the God kind of faith. But it's only exclusive to God, isn't it? Next verse. Here we go. For me, I say unto you, whosoever. Anybody can do it. Jesus said, anybody could have done what I've done. Somebody say amen. Anybody could have spoke to that fig tree if they hadn't doubted in their heart but believed those things which they said would come to pass. They could have had it just like I had it. Somebody say amen. But number one, I got to stop lying. Everybody say stop lying. I got to stop saying things that I don't mean and I got to actually do what I say. I didn't hear nobody say that. I got to actually do what I said. So I can believe what I say. I'm going on a diet on Monday. How many times your stomach done heard that? Your stomach say, she lying. She ain't going on no diet on Monday. Hello? So this is how we work the law. Everybody say, work the law. Is this good for anybody? Yo, it's a review, but it's good review, isn't it? 
Y'all, I eat my, my mama's German chocolate cake anytime I, I get a chance. Somebody say amen. I done had it all my life, but this is good every time I eat it because it's good. Somebody say amen. Everybody say so long. Everybody say so long. You see, words were never meant to be jokes, never meant to be slang and idioms that we use, nonsensical stuff that we say. Words were never created to be the lyrics of rap music or stuff like that. When God created us, we, he created us in his image. Yes? God is never wrong. Do you understand? If God said, if God said, today is Sunday, do you know what would happen? Today would be Sunday. <laughs> he wouldn't have to make it happen. Because everything he says produces. Do you understand that? If he said the sky is pink, you know what it'd be? The, the sky would be pink. Because there's power in everything that he says. You can train your spirit. This is true. That everything you say come to pass. This is true. I've experienced some of this. I've got on the edge of some of this. And I'm very careful. I have to be very careful when, um, especially when a person has been dishonorable to the office that I stand in. Because, y'all, we've seen people get sick. We've seen people die. My mama's seen that happen to me, for me, since I was a young boy. So I have to be careful with what, even what I say in anger. Do you understand what I'm saying? But between me and my best friend, Dr. Rogers, amen, um, We've seen this develop over time. Now, it's phenomenal with him. Phenomenal. I tell you, I tell you this. So, um, at present, you know, I, I work in a school district and I service like, you know, six or seven different schools or something that our program is at and, and I go over there and I support the program. Y'all, it's been several times this year. It, it, I forget, it started, it, it started earlier in, in January or something, February. I was on the phone with him. I was getting ready to get off, walking the building. I said, man, I'm finna walk in this building, man. Uh, I talked to you later, brother. We're praying for you. We love you. And he said, man, tell Jan I said hello. When I walked in the building, the, he has no idea he's in North Carolina. When I walk in the building, this woman named Janet says hello. At the same time, he says that. That was kind of spooky. I'm looking at my phone. I'm like, bro, am I FaceTiming you? They don't have on the badge, so it, it wouldn't matter. He don't know who she is. So I was like, ah, that was just coincidence. Then I went to another school on a whole other side of town. Months later, getting off the phone. Brother, I'm getting ready to go in this building. Bad reception in, the, in, in his building. Man, I'll talk to you later. He said, man, he was just playing. He said, man, uh, tell, what was this lady's name? <laughs> I forgot her name. I think it was something like, uh, I think of it later, but it was like, tell Susie, I said hello. Go in there and talk to Susie. Y'all, the moment he said that, a lady named Susie in the building walked up to me and said hello. Now, there's no way. Now, here's the thing. The, some of the things I can't tell you that, that he's already done this year just by speaking it and claiming it, right? Major stuff has happened. But, y'all, you can get to the place where whatever you say comes to pass. And it doesn't take long for it to come to pass. You got to bypass your brain. Somebody say amen. Everybody say break up with your brain. Some of us need a brain bypass. Somebody say amen. 
Because soon as we start talking about something happening, here you go trying to figure out how much it's going to cost. Number two, how am I going to get the money? Number three, how could that ever happen for me? So is that doubt? And shall not doubt in his heart. So you already disqualified it. You've already nullified the law. Somebody say amen. But when you learn to speak, y'all, oh my God, just speak whatever God has put in your heart. Speak what he told you. Somebody say amen. And don't get off of it. And you train your spirit that whatever I say I do, whatever I say comes to pass. Somebody say it will come to pass. All right. Seven minutes. <sighs> I'm just getting out my introduction, but I guess I got to go a little further on Sunday. Listen, Pastor, I hear you say, if I can't see it, I'm not going to say it because that would be lying. Have you ever heard this? I call it like it is. I, I, I say it as I see it. Somebody say amen. How many of y'all know people like that? How many of y'all kind of like that? Yeah. Some of y'all like that. I'm not going to say it unless I see it. But the title of this message is, if you say it, you will see it. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I remember earlier on, our kids would say, Daddy, are we rich? What you think I tell them, Carl? No, I said, No. No, we're not rich, girl. Man, I'm grown trees. How many of y'all with that? Nobody rich, man, I'm grown on the trees. Turn the lights off. Now, if you raise your children right, you could be dirt poor. But they'll think y'all rich. Like we didn't have, Gina, we had no money. They're asking us, are you rich? Yes. And I said, no. Carla, I don't want to get the wrong idea. Cause we're rich. Here go nephew. Bro, give me four pairs of joints then. You see how we ought to change? What does the Bible say? Let the, we say, let the poor say what? So I changed it, Zayna. They start asking us, are we rich? And I, that old stuff will come, no, no. And then Gina said, well, what do we say we gonna say? Well, yeah, we rich. Well, daddy, it haven't manifested yet. Somebody say amen. So y'all, just to get us to start saying that, that was like 250 miles. My wife, when we first got married, both of us, we had the wrong ideas about money and stuff. And, and she said, I don't want to. She would literally say, I can't believe you was cussing, Jim. She said, I don't want to be rich. I just want to have enough to be C-word. Comfortable. When you're comfortable, who are you comfortable for? Yourself. When you're rich and got abundance, who's that for? That's for other people. You can't drive with one car at a time. Somebody say amen. How many bedrooms can you sleep in at one time? How many bathrooms can you go to at one time? What? So when you get abundance, it's for some, come on somebody. And besides that, the Bible says, let the work sin. Here you go. I'm so tired. Mom, I'm tired. Ooh, I've been working, I'm tired, I'm tired. Ooh, I'm so tired. Where, where are those people at? I always talk about they tired. Let the tired people say, I'm, I'm strong. The Bible teaches us to say the opposite. Somebody say amen. You know, back in the old days when you were, <laughs> you know, you could convince your mom and them that you were sick, but you stay home, have a jolly good time. 
Back in the day, I stay home, play on Atari, play the video games. That's what we had back then. Now, my kids, they grew up in the world of faith. You see? Get the scriptures out and say I'm healed. Somebody say amen. Get Kenny Hagan out. Start quoting the scripture. Come on, I know the hand. Come on, lift your hands and praise the Lord. Come on, let's say hallelujah. Let's walk around. I'm tired of sin. No, 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 you're not sick. The Bible says in Isaiah 53 5, He was wounded for my transgression. He was bruised for my iniquity. The trust him. They say, hey, Brian, that's an elder's plan. I'm going to I got the all that. Might as well go to school. So I say me. But for those of you saying, I can't say it until I see it. Ah, I got two minutes. Here it is. You can't see it before you see it. Can I show it to you? Second Corinthians 4.18. Well, we live not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are what? We can look at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen, how can I look at something that's not seen? And we do this all the time. When I first started preaching this message, uh, Cass was out here saying, open the eyes of my heart, Lord. What? Open the eyes of my heart? Not open the eyes in my head, Lord. My eyeballs? No. Open the eyes. I want to see you. But God is invisible, yes? But you can see God with the eyes of your heart. Come on, somebody. Ephesians 1.18 says this. The eyes of your understanding or the eyes of your heart being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. You can see things before you see them. God gave you a mind for two things. Number one, to replay your past. Testimonies, victories, and to pre-play your future. Somebody say amen. Use your imagination. Come on, somebody. Stop imagining what Haley Brown look like, nigga. And use your imagination. Come on, man. Use your imagination to see the future. To see what God has already given you. To see what God has already promised you. To see what God is getting ready to do in the future. You know what you got to do to do that? You got to shut that phone off. You got to shut the TV off. You got to shut the iPad off. And you got to close your eyes and imagine. Imagine you in a relationship with a man that actually loves you. Imagine yourself with more money in the bank than you need. Imagine yourself with, with your business and more customers than you can serve. Are you there yet, Jean? She's there now. I, imagine yourself when you're still in the storefront church. Come on, somebody. When if Roy jumped too high, he gonna hit the ceiling. But you gotta slide down the hall. Now imagine it. Remember we used to close our eyes and we used to imagine. I said, Lord, imagine it when we get to our place and we got enough restroom stalls in the room. Remember that? I said, imagine it. Imagine what it's going to be like to have our own children children. Imagine what it's going to be like for me to have my own office and have my own restroom and have my own shower in the office. Remember what I said there? Imagine what it's going to be like to have a parking lot where you can get everybody in and with the game room and the fish fry, go down the roof fireplace. 
<laughs> You're going to see it. Come on, stand on your feet. Hallelujah. You got to see yourself well while you're still sick. Somebody say amen. You got to see yourself thin while you're still fat. I got thin pictures up in my shoe. Y'all see my prayer room? Hey, who is that? I got a picture with my face on it. Somebody say amen. It's coming to pass. It's coming to pass. It's coming to pass. Tell somebody it's coming to pass. Can tell somebody I decree it. I declare it. I confess it. I speak it. The power of death and life is in my tongue. I speak life. I speak life to my finances. I speak life and health to my body. I speak life to my marriage. I speak life to my relationship. I speak life to my bank account. Hallelujah. It will be as I spoke it. And it's not magic. It's a law. You know, the Bible says when he breathed into man, I think it's Genesis 2.17, man became a living soul. They say a better translation is man became a speaking spirit. Just like God. God is a speaking spirit. He said, let there be light and there was light. Start creating your worlds by what you say. Somebody say amen. Stop talking negative. How many of y'all Struggle with talking negative. Let me see. I know I do. I got a negative slam. Yes, you do. Receive. Come here. You got. You got to stop talking negative. Talk about what God's gonna do. I was around you this summer when you was a security guard. I was just listening to you, and I was like, Oh God! Oh, Lord. that brother is negative. Don't be negative. Lift your hand. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Father, I take it that you take all that bitterness out of his mouth. 